0: Welcome back to the Yankee Air Pirate Podcast. I'm Pat Stratton and I'm your host. Last time on the podcast, during episode number eight, we talked about how the fourth Allied POW wing was formed in the fall of 1970. During this episode, we're going to take a short break from the stories in Vietnam and do a Yankee Air Pirate Podcast mobile edition from my father's hometown of Quincy, Massachusetts. We attended the dedication ceremony for a street named after our Yankee Air Pirate, Captain Richard A. Stratton Way. The city of Quincy is simply amazing, and it's remarkable to see how well they treat their veterans. A big shout-out to Mayor Tom Koch for all the great work he does for this amazing city. I really appreciate Mayor Koch for taking the time to sit down and talk to us here on Stratton Way, during this episode of the podcast, just before we headed outside for the dedication ceremony. Also, this episode includes a YouTube video link embedded in the description of the podcast. The video includes pictures and video from the Stratton Way Dedication Ceremony weekend, including some shout outs to the Yankee Air Pirate from the Great Naps Class of 1983. After you finish listening to this episode of the podcast, be sure to click on the details section under this podcast title and scroll down to the YouTube link. On most podcast players, you can just click it and play. Simple as that. So let's get right to this episode in the city of presidents, the great city of Quincy, Massachusetts. Mr. Mayor, it's both an honor and a privilege to be with you here today in my father's hometown, the great city of Quincy, Massachusetts. And we're sitting here on Stratton Way, which is so cool. But before we get started, I've just got to say, wow, you sure know how to provide a grand entrance to the city of Quincy. Being met by Sergeant Garrett Greenwood and his team from the Quincy Police Department Motorcycle Unit and being escorted from Logan Airport into Quincy was simply an
1: amazing experience. Your police department here is awesome. They certainly are, we're very blessed, to have a great department, but um, those guys were thrilled to do it knowing um, what an American hero your dad is, so uh, it was was an honor for them as well. Um, Dad, what do you think about that? It's pretty neat, huh? I think it was grand
2: because when I went over to introduce myself to the guys when they met us at Baggage Claim, They said, oh, we already know you. We've escorted you three times before. You know, it's like family.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I just thought they're all incredible professionals, uh, very kind, huge smiles on their face uh, the whole time. And I know they do that for a living. That's what they do all the time, but very impressive. Well, it's not
1: too often they do an escort for a guy like your father.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much, and I'm really glad I had the opportunity to thank all of them. So we're here today of course, my father's hometown, Quincy, Massachusetts, uh, where Mayor Tom Koch uh, has been uh, so incredible to put together a program to honor my father, naming a street after him, uh, Captain Richard A. Stratton Way. Um, so it, it's so excellent to be here in your city today. And last night's dinner was incredible as well. So thank you for that. and one thing we want we really like to do my dad and i on this podcast when we start off we do what what we call a lightning round and um this is an opportunity that when my dad and i are doing the podcast together i ask my dad a few questions that people send in to us by email or facebook or text they they'll send in a question from a previous episode on this one what i'd like to do is get people to Uh, allow people to know you a little bit and I'd like to ask you five questions up front uh, about you, about your family, and about the city of Quincy. And so the first thing is uh, this is an incredible town that you live in. What's your favorite thing about living in the city of Quincy?
1: I think um, it's all about family. Um, You know, individual families. I was one of eight growing up. My mother was one of 14. My dad was one of seven. Everyone growing up had big families, and and I can tell you, for a city of 100,000, I was at, after dinner last night, I went to a fundraiser for someone battling cancer. The whole city comes together on a regular basis like one big family. I think that's what's special about this place.
0: I can see that. Uh, It it shows from the outside. It shows absolutely. Dad, what, what was your favorite thing about growing up in the city of Quincy?
2: The fact that i was allowed to grow up in in safety and in a sense of comfort where i was wanted uh, i repeat what the mayor says what i like about it my most favorite thing was north quincy was my family sacred heart church even whiting milk company used to sponsor our boy scout troop everybody was involved in fact at times it got a little bit awkward because if you ever committed an error of one kind, your
0: neighbors sort of told your parents about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you, you mentioned the church, dad, that the, this uh, place centers around uh, church and family. I'm really looking forward to get the opportunity to go to church tomorrow with the mayor at the church that you grew up going to dad. So that that's going to be a really a neat event uh, for sure. So, um, Mr. Mayor, I know you've been the mayor of the city for quite a long time now. Um, What's the most fun thing for you about being the mayor of this city?
1: You know, it's it's probably an old cliche in politics, but you get an incredible opportunity to help people. You know, uh, last year we dedicated the Hancock-Adams Common, which is a $30 million park dedicated to John Hancock and John Adams. During that event when I was walking about, uh, somebody grabbed me and said... uh, I want to thank you, uh, but it was about getting that person's mother into senior housing and nothing to do with the park. Uh, that's really the joy in being in public life is to help people wherever they're at.
0: Right. Okay. And, and this is a big city, and there's a lot going on in this city, so um, I can see it would be a fun job. But it's also a very challenging job, and there's got to be a a lot of challenges that you face every day. So, what what would you say is the most difficult thing about being the mayor?
1: Well, I learned uh, I learned early on from my father that um, you know decision making is important, and in this job, you're making decisions every day, all day. Um, The hardest job uh, part of this job early on was we were in a fiscal crisis in my early part of my tenure and i had to lay people off uh, we have to have a balanced budget we have to unlike the federal government we can't get downstairs and print more money so uh laying people off was very very difficult because behind behind every face is a family and uh i, I had sleepless nights over that
0: right yeah i i know that couldn't be easy um you know, we talked about before the, the, the service that you and your family have had to the city is tremendous. So what are you most proud of related to your family's service uh, to the city over the years?
1: I'm just proud to be the son of two incredible parents. Um, you know, I, I, uh, the greatest gift I got, and I said this to my mother a couple of years ago before she passed, was really the gift of faith uh, from the both of them. They were living, walking examples of, of how to live and uh, love with your God, serve the community, help people in need. It was never about building materialism. I don't think my parents ever had a new car. But when I tell you, when I ran for mayor in 2007, my father was dead 20 years. Every third person talked about my mother or father. I wouldn't be in the chair if I didn't have my last name because of them.
0: Wow, that, that's amazing. So you, you come from a, a great background, and, and I want to talk about that in a minute because uh, the, the, the family service goes back, at, way back, and there's a connection to my dad, and I'd love to talk about that with you in a minute. Um, when you leave public service and you're no longer the mayor, what, what is, what's the Quincy you want to leave behind for your kids and, and the other residents of, of Quincy?
1: Well, it's, it's, you, you can't go back, right? We can't be stuck in history. However, uh, there are certain qualities about this community that I hope sustain going forward, uh, no matter the, uh, the new immigrant. Uh, we're a city of immigrants. We've been that way for 100 years. 30% of our population is immigrants, as it was 100 years ago. Different faces, different backgrounds, but, but that sense of family and connectivity and care, I think, is what I'd like to see continue.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you uh, talking about all that with me. So, Dad, you had a trip uh, after you got out of Hanoi in 1973. You've made many trips back to Quincy over the years. One of those trips was in 1976 um, at the invitation of the mayor's father at the time. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that experience. I had the opportunity to... March in the Flag
2: Day Parade. It was a Quincy tradition started by the mayor's father, and I think perhaps the only one in the country that devotes a day with the kids, leading a march through the city to honor the flag of the United States. And I was given a chance to march in that parade by his dad, and it was one of the proudest moments of my life.
0: Yeah, and the mayor came in this morning when he saw us, and he brought some newspapers, which I think it's incredible. He has perfect-looking newspapers from 1976 from the event, that event you're talking about, Dad, and he showed those to us with the pictures. Uh, I want to thank you for that. That's so neat, and it's amazing that you have those so well-preserved. And that really goes back to your family history, uh, your father put that event on. He he was running the Parks Department at the time, and that kind of – is that the first service to the country? Is that where it all starts with your father those years ago?
1: Well, my father was a World War II vet, and uh, him and his three brothers all served in World War II. He came back. Uh, he got a medical uh, release or whatever. They found a hot issue with him while he was in there. They didn't find it going in. But when he came home, uh, him and the guys were, were playing softball down at Cavanaugh Field, and, and he looked around and saw a lot of kids hanging around. And he said, you know, geez, we've got to be doing something for the kids. It was all about getting the kids off the corners, give them something wholesome to do. Uh, so he started uh, in uh, 1948. He started boys' baseball, My mother, not to be outdone, she was a tremendous athlete. In fact, she was a far better athlete than my father. Uh, Started girls softball. It led to bowling and basketball and hockey. So any kid or youngster that grew up in Quincy, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, into the 80s, probably played in the Coke Club and probably marched in the Flag Day Parade, uh, as your father just described.
0: Yeah, excellent. It's an outstanding event. And so we talked about uh, your father. He was the head of the Parks Department. And uh, before uh, we get off of this topic, I want to I wanna make sure we, we uh, talk about here the fact you also were the head of the Parks Department for a period of time, correct?
1: Absolutely. Uh, my dad was the first park director for the city, uh, also became the first Commissioner of Natural Resources for the city. And uh, it, was, it was a pretty neat honor for me to follow in his footsteps and serve in that role. Um, I had the time of my life uh, doing it. Uh, coming across all these old letters and correspondence with dad's signature and his imprint that he left on the park system as well as the people of the city it was just uh it's just a dream come true
0: yeah that that's really neat it's really special was that can Not knowing all the history of Quincy here, um, was that your first job for the city of Quincy? Was it the Parks Department, or did you have other city jobs prior to that?
1: Uh, It was not my first job. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, uh, You know, I ran for city council in 1985. I was just a kid um, and uh, topped the preliminary, but... I only topped it by 57 votes. My father told me that night, kid, you're in trouble for the final. I said, gee, thanks, Dad. (laughs) Sure enough, he was right. Uh, We didn't make the final. So uh, in 87, I gave it another shot and uh, came up short. Uh, And that was also the year my father uh, passed away suddenly. Out of the blue in January of of 1988, uh, I got a call from the chief of staff, from then-Mayor Frank McCauley. He said... um, Tommy, the mayor wants you to apply for the director of council and aging job. I says, Peter, I have no background in that. He says, Tommy, the mayor wants you to apply for the council on aging job. I said, I get it, Peter. I uh, filed uh, my application. And um, Frank McCauley thought the world of my father. I had a brother who was also on the city council, and he wanted to see a co-continue in city government. And uh, at the time, I had no idea idea or clue where I would end up in city government. But that was my start, February of 88. I was there. I went on to serve. Two years there, I served as chief of staff under Jim Sheets and then became the park director, which is a job I cherished. Uh, Because at the end of the day, you could see a product, you know. Uh, So I had um, dad carrying me literally my entire professional career. (laughs)
0: that well that's outstanding uh it sounds like your father did some outstanding things for this city and um you know I've been here a number of times over the years um but I have not been here for quite some time and and so coming in here yesterday the the entrance to the city that you showed certainly made a a tremendous impact on me and looking around this city it's very easy to see very quickly to anyone how the the outstanding value that you all place on military service in your community. And you treat and honor and respect those that are from Quincy um, that have served in our military, you treat them with incredible respect. And looking around the city, there's all kinds of monuments and plaques all over. Um, can you talk about some of those uh, that you have up around the city?
1: Well, um, those those were all up long before I became mayor of the city, Pat. There's been a strong, strong tradition in this city uh, for a long, long time uh, about, one, people stepping up to serve, and two is this, the community embracing in gratitude those that come home that had served. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, I... I don't do a lot of traveling. I don't know if it's unique to Quincy, but I think it's special about Quincy for sure. Every neighborhood you can go into, there's a monument about the guys that serve from that neighborhood. And then, of course, citywide, we have some major monuments and dedications around that uh, really help to tell the story. And that's the important piece. Uh, And that's why we're here today, to honor your father, but to tell his story so that our future generations understand what they have and enjoy came at a great cost.
0: Right yeah it, it absolutely did and and so the people that served i mean they absolutely put a lot into this but but what's so all special about Quincy also there are people here in Quincy that take notice of those that served and they really put a lot of their heart and their soul into doing things to recognize and remember those that gave so much, people like Larry uh, Norton, Tom Bolander, uh, Colonel uh, Murphy. Can you yeah. talk about some of these guys and and what they've done over the years?
1: They're all nuts, <laughs> they're, they're great, great guys. Uh, yeah, they they stepped up and and because uh, they were part, as as your dad knows well, they were part of that uh, generation that came from Vietnam and, and didn't see nationally. Uh, the sense of gratitude for their service and dedication. Uh, and they wanted to see that changed. They wanted to see their comrades honored. We lost 48 boys from Quincy. Uh, their names are inscribed at the clock tower at Marina Bay. Uh, and uh, in doing so over the years, we had a number of squares dedicated to these guys. But it also helped to, to rebuild that sense that this should never happen again, that any returning veteran should be welcomed home with an embrace of gratitude and love uh, that those guys did not receive.
0: Yeah. So, Dad, you know, seeing where you came from here in Quincy, Massachusetts, I see I I sure see the strong roots in family and church and service to the country. And um, you grew up here in Quincy. You left and you were on track to be a priest and you were in the seminary for many years, almost became a priest and I'm glad you didn't, by the way. I'm glad you <laughs> de- decided to change course and join the Navy. Um, can, can you talk about some of the things that influenced you over all those years growing up in Quincy uh, to lead you in that direction? Well, like the mayor's uh, dad was in
2: the service in World War II. Uh, your grandfather, my father, uh, joined at age 16 the Navy in World War I and they threw him out before he was of legal age to be in the Navy. And in uh, World War II, he was too old, so he ended up being a first sergeant in the State Guard drilling down in our armory on Hancock Street. And the neighborhood that I grew up in, within three blocks of my house, we had eight people serving. There were six men and two women, and one of them was Charlie Sweeney, who dropped the bomb on Uh, Nagasaki and ended World War II as far as I'm concerned and that's an attention-getter for a young man growing up not only is it in your genes but it's in your neighborhood and you see it all around you add to that fact we had the Naval Air Station Squanum just down the street and I used to watch airplanes fly I used to watch some of them crash too because we were training Brits and Canadians and Yeah, they they were having a little bit of trouble speaking Bostonian, so we we got along with them very well. But that too was part of it. A lot of people forget that Amelia Earhart used to pick up her flight time at Denison's Airport, which was the land that the Navy housing was eventually built on there, became part of Naval Air Station quantum. So that became in my blood about aviation, I want to go fly. And, indeed, uh, God was good, and I got in 31
0: years of experience, and I'm a naval aviator and proud of it. Yeah, excellent. Um, And and thank goodness I had the opportunity through you uh, on one or two occasions to meet Charlie Sweeney when we were back here for a visit in Quincy. And um, uh, God rest his soul, rest in peace, outstanding man, great uh, service to the country. you know and and even today uh mr mayor today there are still just so many people from the city of quincy serving our country and on active duty uh people up to the highest ranking offices in our in our government today it's just can, can you talk about some of those that are from quincy today that are still serving
1: it's pretty remarkable um General Joe Dunford, whose parents still live in Marymount, uh, I think he was a one-star general in the Marine Corps when he led the Flag Day parade uh, down Hancock Street, and sure enough, um, he he moved up the ladder pretty quickly, and I could see why. Um, incredible guy, uh, incredible intellect. Uh, his nickname was Fighting Joe in the, in the Marine Corps. Uh, so I had the uh, good fortune meeting him a couple of times, and. Actually, um, a few years ago, he invited uh, me down with my sons, uh, Cornelius and Tom, and uh, Tom was thinking about the service, and I think uh, Tom having dinner with the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff sealed the deal, and uh, Tom joined the Marine Corps and is is serving today. So Joe Dunford is, is, uh, I mean, you don't get any higher than chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Right. (laughs) Uh, And just a few blocks from him, uh, growing up, was uh, Jim McConville. Uh, whose dad Joe is still on Chickatawba Road in Marymount, uh, and uh, Jim uh, is now the chief of staff, four star general of the Army. Uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, what you right. think just a few blocks from each other, uh, growing up together, they knew each other growing up. And, and as I understand it, some of their service intersected over in the Middle East during some of those wars we we had engaged in. So it's pretty remarkable a couple of kids in Quincy uh, in uh, becoming. Uh, so prominent in their service to the country. And, and there's a long line. You mentioned Charlie Sweeney. He, he retired as a general. He was actually involved in both bombings, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um, you know, Ronald Rand was from Quincy Point. He was a general in the Air Force. Uh, Gordon Sullivan, I had lunch with him a few weeks back. He's uh, he's in his 80s, now he's retired, he's doing well. He was Chief of Staff of the Army in the 90s. He was from Lake and Square, West Quincy. Yeah. I mean, it goes on and on, and uh, it's just, it's just remarkable. There's something in the water or the air up here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It,
0: it, it's just incredible. And in addition to that, you, you have, living in your city, a lot of veterans from the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. And uh, you have a lot of other people serving on active duty even to this day. So it just doesn't seem to end here in Quincy. It's, it, it just goes on and on. It's an outstanding thing. Uh, they call this the city of presidents, I think. It might might call it Freedom Town USA, too, because if we didn't have towns like this, uh, we wouldn't be free uh, and Amen. be able to live the way we are. Um, I got to ask you this question and we were talking a little bit about this before. It's not an easy one to answer, but why are so many people coming from Quincy and making so many significant contributions to our country? Why Quincy?
1: Well, you know, I that's a good question, uh, but when you look at the city historically, um, you really the, the cradle of liberty was right here. I mean, it really all started right here in as the land, these lands we walked. John Hancock uh, was from Quincy. John Hancock became the wealthiest guy in the colonies. He single-handedly funded the revolution in the early days. Um, he saw injustice. John Adams walked these lands of Quincy. He became one of the architects, uh, really, of what went on. He nominated George Washington to be the commander-in-chief. He suggested Jefferson write the declaration. He, he was They say at the time he was a pain in the ass. He was this <laughs> instigator that wouldn't take no... Uh, and was pushing and pushing for those same ideals that they pushed and, and was successful at creating this this uh, uh, republic, democracy that we have, um, you know, continues. And so, you know, I, I mentioned something in the air, something in the soil. Perhaps there's something to that because it's been consistent from literally the first day that this nation was formed and continues on through today.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's incredible. Uh, incredible place. Um, you know, so I just want to say once more again in closing, uh, for me, Mr. Mayor, I'm, I'm truly humbled and, and honored just to be along here for the ride. Um, I want to thank you again for the great respect that you showed both my father and my mother, uh, the way you respect them and treat them and honor them and honor all veterans in this city. Um, I'll tell you, the answer to, to that question I asked before about why Quincy, why Quincy is producing so many great uh, leaders and so many people that make such great contributions, I think a part of it uh, comes from the way that you all treat your veterans. And then young people growing up see the great respect that is given to them, and they want to move into those footsteps at some point. I, I think that has a part of it.
1: Well, please, God, that continues. Um, and, and let me say this. The honor and privilege is really mine. I always, when I speak with veterans group, I always feel a great sense of humility. I never served. I had fathers served, my uncles, my brother, my son, but I never had that opportunity. And uh, we, it was instilled in my house early on, uh, that respect for our veterans. And I was 13 years old when I first met your father. I was one of about 3,000 kids at Veterans Memorial Stadium when, uh, when you came, and I think you could hear a pin drop uh, when you came and spoke about the importance of uh, God, country, and family. Uh, I'll never forget it, Captain, so uh, it's a privilege for me to be here. I'm so glad you came back to Quincy, and we're on for a great day today.
2: And thank yeah. you so much for making us warmly welcomed here.
1: My pleasure. Yeah. So I think we're going to stop it there
0: because, uh, Mr. Mayor, you have a big program uh, outside that you're going to be uh, running for us today, and uh, really looking forward to it. Thank you again for having Thanks, Pat, us. and God bless America. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Yankee Air Pirate Podcast. This episode is dedicated to all those that have served our country from the great city of Quincy, Massachusetts. Don't forget, anyone can contact us with questions or feedback by emailing us at pirate at gmail.com that's Pirate all one word at gmail.com we try to answer as many questions as we can during the lightning round at the beginning of each episode we appreciate all our listeners semper five